God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12. And all nations will hate you because you are my followers. But everyone who endures to the end will be saved. Matthew 10, verse 22. Remember those who are in prison, as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated, since you also are in the body. Hebrews 13, verse 3. One word, just one word is all it took to spark the crowd's fury. When Paul proclaimed that God had sent him to share the gospel with Gentiles, his audience of Jews nearly rioted. If what Paul said was true, God was offering salvation to Jews and non-Jews alike. Anyone, no matter their background, could be saved if they believed in Jesus. For our persecuted Christian family, how quickly anger flashes against them when they call Jesus the Christ. Let us pray. Lord, be glorified in each of those conversations. Open the hearts of all who hear, and may a multitude respond. Amen. You are listening to Prisoners of War, the July 4th edition, here on the WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast, where we stand for God's truth, not man's traditions, and we bring you straight Bible truth for these last days. The WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast is a virtual outreach ministry of Sacrificial Lamb Ministries. We are outreach driven. Blessed greetings, friend. Welcome to another edition of Prisoners of War. It's the July 4th edition, the Independence Day edition. And I'm so glad that you're able to join me here on this Tuesday, July 4th, 2023. And friend, I will be totally honest with you. I apologize. We did not get together last evening on Monday evening as we normally do. But I'll be honest with you, I got caught up in some other ministry-related activities, and it didn't hit me. I didn't realize it until earlier this morning. It's about 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday morning. But it was earlier this morning. It was in the middle of the night. It hit me. I was like, oh, wow, I forgot to present prisoners of war. I forgot all about the program. Wow, Lord. But as I said, I know I was, 
I've gotten caught up in some other ministry related activities and it didn't hit me till, uh, you know, till in the middle of the night this morning. So maybe this was God's plan that we come together this morning, because, as I said, it is uh, July 4th. It's Independence Day as we celebrated here in the United States of America. So uh, nonetheless, uh, uh, praise God, we're back together once again. And it's never too late to come together. But, you know, sometimes we as humans, men, you know, uh, men and uh, uh, men and women, you know, we get caught up in our schedules and plans. But God has other plans for us. Amen. So, yeah, I'll just look at this as a, uh, a divine intervention and that it was meant to be that we come together this morning instead of last evening. But let's continue moving forward in this episode of Prisoners of War. Our theme for this month of July, this is our first episode for the month of July. Our theme for this month is when Christians are driven from their homes. When Christians are driven from their homes. Just imagine that. You're a Christian, you're a follower of Christ, and you're driven from your own home, your own private home, the home that you built, or I should say the home that God built, uh, because God provided the resources um, and so forth for you to have this home and to be driven from your own home because you're a Christian. That is just, it's, it's astounding. I mean, um, I'm just speechless when I even think of it. But friend, as I've said in, you know, in previous episodes, there's going to come a time when true Bible-believing Christians are going to be driven from their homes as well, and I'm not going to get into that. But everything or many of the things that are taking place in other parts of the world and have been going on for a very long time are going to uh, come to pass here in this country, according to Bible prophecy. But anyway, when Christians are driven from their homes, that's our theme for the month of July. If you're new to this program, Welcome, 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 and you're going to uh, hear today how this program usually works. In other words, um, we come together every week, usually on Monday evening, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And in addition to what I've already shared with you about this program, um, uh, Prisoners of War, in addition to the fact that we uh, lift up our, our persecuted Christian brothers and sisters around the world. We also feature a particular country in the world where, as I've said, it is tough. It is uh, challenging to be a Christian. The country we're going to look at this week is the country of Cuba. We all know about Cuba. We've heard of the country Cuba. Not many of us have been there. I've never been to Cuba. But yes, we're going to look at Cuba and um, my history from high school and even my undergraduate college days, my history fails me. But what I do remember uh, is the fact that at one time, uh, Cuba was closed to U.S. Uh, uh, to tourism. Basically, it was closed to tourism, especially if you were a U.S. citizen Going to Cuba on vacation or what have you, that was a no-no. And my understanding is 
Um, uh, there was a time, I think, under the Obama administration where Cuba was reopened to tourism. And I believe during the Trump administration, it was closed again for some time, but it has been opened again. It's open again, to my knowledge, to tourism. But our focus is about being a Christian in Cuba. So I don't know this for a fact, but based on what I'm about to share with you, I would imagine that even if you are a tourist in Cuba, you must be careful <laughs> sharing your Christian faith in Cuba. And again, I don't have the facts to back it up, but again, based on what I'm about to share with you, if it is tough, is if it is challenging to be a citizen of Cuba and you're a Christian, imagine just being a tourist. Can you just go to Cuba as a tourist, sharing your faith, sharing tracts, trying to give uh, you know, uh, many Bible studies. Huh? I don't think so. And, you know, this is good information for me personally, because I am what's called a traveling pastor, which means I travel physically as the Lord uh, provides the opportunities. I travel around the world to share the gospel, to preach the gospel, but also traveling virtually through uh, resources, through vehicles such as this podcast, social media, and so forth. So I'm just saying that this is good information for me that if I have the opportunity to travel to Cuba, I need to be mindful of the fact that uh, Cuba is not warm uh, to Christians, <laughs> for lack of a better way of saying it. So let's just get into Cuba. Let's just get into this information. And as always, this information I'm about to share with you is provided to us by the voice of the martyrs, the voice of the martyrs. You can look them up to learn more about them. V O M dot org. V is in Victor. O M is in Mary dot org. You can learn more about them. But again, this is about Cuba. The designation is restricted. The over, uh, the overview of Cuba is uh, despite the change in leadership in 2018, churches in Cuba face unrelenting pressure from the government, which remains committed to communism's atheistic ideology and views churches as a threat to the revolution begun by Che Guevara and Fidel Castro in the 1950s. Cubans are poor and the government seeks to control every aspect of their lives. In April 2021, Miguel Diaz uh, Canel was announced as Raul uh, Castro's successor as first secretary of the Central Committee of the Cuban Communist Party. The first time the country has been governed by someone other than a Castro since the revolution. Then in July 2021, Cubans protested their uh, deteriorating um, living conditions and called for an end to dictatorship. What are the major religions in Cuba? It says most Cubans are atheists. A significant number of Cubans engage in superstitious and spiritist practices, 
including the Afro-Cuban religion of Santeria. 11% are evangelical Christians. So you may be thinking, as a Christian, as someone with the heart of, uh, of evangelism, witnessing, and so forth, wow, okay, well, Cuba, uh, based on what I just shared with you, wow, Cuba is just wide open. Most Cubans are atheists. Wow, that's just, uh, what do they say, uh, open season, whatever, just open to receiving Christians. Well, again, friend, you know, just going back to what I said a little while ago, if it's tough to be a resident, you know, if you're a Christian and you are a resident of Cuba, just imagine being a visitor, a tourist. Imagine what challenges you're going to face, what challenges I'm going to face if the opportunity comes for me to visit Cuba. So again, just something to keep in mind, not to scare you, but just to put the truth out there. And again, this podcast, the WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast is about is about standing for God's truth, not man's traditions. We want to bring you the straight uh, Bible truth for these last days. We're living in the last days not just here in the United States, but around the world, many more people, and I don't have exact numbers, but I just know from experience and studying and what have you, you know, there are many more people who are turning away from God. They don't believe in God anymore. They're atheists, whatever. So many more challenges in these days to be a Christian. All right, let's move forward. Who is the persecutor? The government persecutes Christians, point blank. What does it mean to follow Christ in Cuba? It says, unlike the overt, unlike the overt violence Christians faced during the communist Cuban revolution, more subtle methods of persecution are now used by the Cuban government, largely out of concern for its global reputation. Christian leaders are often summoned by government officials for questioning or detained up to 48 hours to pressure them, and churches are demolished by hired gangs so the government can deny responsibility. Legal church buildings are seized, and no new church buildings have been legally built in the country since the revolution. Wow, that's a long time. Many believers meet in illegal house churches, often extensions of the pastor's home or shaded structures in the backyard of a family's home. Churches continue to grow through active evangelistic activity, but some believers have never owned a Bible. Okay, let me say that again. And this is not just uh, specific or unique to uh, Cuba, but I'm going to read this statement again. I started to read it and I stopped. Some believers have never owned a Bible because of government oppression. Again, I know this is not unique to Cuba, but we're talking about Cuba today. Though no Christians are known to be imprisoned in Cuba, many are closely watched and are effectively and are effectively under house arrest. In addition, Christians are often denied jobs and educational opportunities. So picture that. You're a Christian, you know, you're trying to, you know, um, you know, you're trying to better yourself. You know, you're trying to earn a living, whatever, but you're denied these opportunities because you're a Christian. Okay, so that's all I have for you for the country of Cuba. Friend, I say it every week on this episode, and especially because it's Independence Day, 
those of us, all of us who are United States uh, citizens, we know what Independence Day is about, what July 4th is about, the history, etc. So I'm not going to get into that. But when it comes to uh, religious liberty and religious freedom, as I've just explained about Cuba, and there are many other countries around the world, if you've been following this podcast for a while, I've shared many of them with you already, and there's many more to come on this program, but they do not have the freedoms that we have. I'll say it that way. We have to, not all of us, but many of us have to stop just taking for granted, oh, you know, I live here in the United States, I'm free to, to you know, to worship who I want, how I want, where I want, etc. And while all these things are true, we, I'm going to say it like this, we as a church, and I'm not talking about a, a, a particular denomination. I'm just saying we as the Christian church in the United States have to wake up. We need to wake up to the fact that the freedoms we have right now will not always be. Let us take advantage of the freedoms we have now to share Christ, share Christ with our friends, family, uh, co-workers, even people we don't know yet. Even people we don't know, we just happen to meet people, you know, in the store, whatever, And there's ways about going, you know, there's ways to go about that. I'm just saying many of us have fallen asleep in a nutshell. Many of us Christians have fallen asleep and we need to wake up. Okay, I'm preaching here. I'm trying not to preach, but I think you get the point. Compared to our Christian brothers and sisters in other parts of the world and what they're going through. So let us pray at this time for our Christian brothers and sisters around the world. Loving Father, thank you so much that we're able to come together once again for another Prisoners of War. Thank you so much for the freedoms that we have here in this country as we celebrate Independence Day. um, uh, Let us remember those who, who gave their lives so we could be free so we can have freedom of religion freedom to 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 worship you how you want us to worship you where we want to, uh where you want us to worship you let us not take these freedoms for granted but we want to lift up our christian brothers and sisters around the world who right now as we pray are facing persecution prosecution and even death for for you because they believe in you they want to proclaim you uh, to their friends family but they cannot openly and comfortably because of the challenges that they face so so lord we just simply ask you to uh, uh to continue to protect our brethren around the world continue to strengthen them encourage them let them know that they are that they are fighting for a worthy cause. Strengthen them to continue being bold witnesses for you. May their bold witnesses for you be an example, a continued example for us here in this country. The old saying is, freedom is not free. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your care. It's our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Friend, thank you once again for joining me here on Prisoners of War on the WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast. As I said, this is the July 4th, the uh, Independence Day edition, but we normally come together on Monday evenings at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your week. Uh, Tell a friend, tell a family member, tell someone else about the WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast. We have other programs here on the podcast that I encourage you to listen to. We have other segments. And um, yes, I just hope that you will continue to support this ministry. I am your host, Pastor Vince Wilson. I am the founding pastor and teacher here at Sacrificial Lamb Ministries. And the WSLM Radio Ministry Podcast is a virtual outreach ministry of Sacrificial Lamb Ministries. Our motto at Sacrificial Lamb Ministries is we are outreach driven. And here at the podcast, we say we stand for God's truth, not man's traditions. And we bring you straight Bible truth for these last days. So by God's grace, until we come together once again, uh, be blessed and may the Lord be with you.